I'm Dr. John Tam, and welcome to the Career Change Advice Podcast. My definition of the good career is one that is aligned to who you are, whether it's clocking an 80-hour work week or having a job that just passes time so you can go home and spend it with your loved ones. I believe that a good career works for you and not the other way around. I promise to support you with every single episode with sound career advice for positive change, whether it's minor tweaks or a full-on career switch. Let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my channel, the best place for hardworking millennials to learn more about career soft skills. Now, in this video, I'm going to be talking about four major ways soft skills are going to matter in the workplace because of the global changes in AI, automation, robotics, and even the pandemic we're going through right now. And so in this video, I'm going to be talking about the major things that people need to be aware of when it comes to recruitment and development so that they can prepare themselves accordingly. Make sure you hit the subscribe and click the notification bell so that you can receive regular updates on videos that can help you in your career. In addition, make sure you join my Facebook group, Career Soft Skills, so that you can connect with like-minded individuals who are interested in maximizing their potential and also furthering their career. Hi, I'm Dr. John Tam. I have a PhD from the University of Oxford in sociology, and I'm very passionate about sharing things that will help people in their soft skills and in their careers. So without further ado, let's get to the topic. Now, in my last video, I talked about AI robotics and automation, how that's going to change the trends of soft skills at work. Because of these changes, companies will be looking to cut red tape, shrink the sizes of their units, and one of the main reasons for that is because smaller units can afford agility. This would mean social and emotional skills such as communication, leadership, project management, and all that sort would become so much more important in leading these small units. And I also outlined how there is a decrease in low-skill labor and a great increase in high-skill labor. Meanwhile, hard skills really do still matter, so don't neglect that as well. So these are trends, but how are companies reacting to this? And that's precisely what I'm going to get into right now. The first major thing that companies would be looking to do is to codify soft skills. I say codify, but codify also works, right? Basically, make a system on measuring soft skills because really you can't improve what you can't measure. So the emphasis then would be on measuring and tracking these improvements in soft skills. And people have been experimenting with digital badges or they've been experimenting with incentivizing upskilling. There's a variety of things in the workplace right now that they're experimenting with. But to be very honest, the reason why they're called soft skills is because they're difficult to measure. It's not like a hard skill where you can get a credential for to prove that you can do ABC. And it's not like a hard skill like translation, which either you know the language or you don't, right? And so one potential I see in terms of codifying soft skills is the use of GANs, which is basically if you go to a AI website, which publishes different faces of people that don't exist. So the website is called thispersondoesnotexist.com. There's a creepier version called thiscatdoesnotexist.com, but that one, yeah, you know, you might, it's not, it's not, it's not for everybody. Um, but this person does not exist.com is really interesting because what it does is it looks at different facial features, put it together and creates a human. This is what a human looks like. Now this Gantz is basically a process in which they can test whether an idea works or not, right? So when we get to the point that machine learning can look at people's behaviors and start measuring their soft skills, um, that's when things would really become codified. But until that arrives, I don't really see too much of that happening. It might be happening really soon. It might be happening in 10, 20 years. But basically, companies are looking to codify soft skills 
but that is something that I'm, I'm personally skeptical of. And uh, I'll, I'll actually be really curious to know what you think about that. So definitely leave a comment below and let me know your thoughts on this. A second major change is that companies would be beginning to recruit very softly. And when I say they're recruiting softly, what I mean is that they're going to recruit people based on their soft skills. Now they're already doing that, but usually that can only be done through the interview or if that person actually knows you as an internal referral or you know through networks, right? What that means is they're gonna be applying increased layers of measuring people before they even enter the company and for screening. And so one of the things that they do are psychometric assessments, right? Such as the gold standard of personality testing, which is the big five personality traits. And if you actually want a free version of this test, you can just click the link below. I'll have it in the description and you can take a free one at my website. It's basically super short, 10 questions, and you'll get a good outline of your personality. There are ones that are much longer, like 120 questions, but for a quick assessment, just to get a snapshot of who you are, you can definitely check out my site. I want to talk about psychometrics because they're the best they've ever been. And back in the 1990s, when the big five personality traits really just exploded into the scene for personality testing, it really relied on the old methods of regression analysis and so on. But now with machine learning and with big data, what we're gonna get is a much more accurate reading of personality and at a scale that's unprecedented. Basically, one of my friends who works on machine learning says machine learning is basically regression analysis on crack, right? It's like just much more stronger. Essentially, what that means is that the personality testing that is being used by corporations is gonna be used even more. And in addition, I want to add the fact that you have a lot of PhDs that are graduating from the university that are not entering academia, especially me myself coming from the social sciences. I see a lot of us graduating and then a lot of them can't enter the university to fulfill the traditional professorial roles because there's just not a lot of jobs available. And as a result, a lot of them are going into industry. So one of my friends who recently graduated from Queens and his PhD in psychology, he entered a management consulting firm that focuses specifically on psychometric. So you have these companies developing these new products and these new approaches with highly skilled individuals that are graduating with their PhDs and they're gonna be applying these techniques on scale at the corporate level, which means you're gonna see it a lot in the future. So definitely that's another thing to be aware of to have that self-awareness of knowing what's the language behind personality testing, who are you in terms of what your personality is like, what are you gonna bring to the team in terms of soft skills, and so on. These are all things that are going to matter because companies are going to be recruiting softly. If you agree with these trends, let me know in the comments below. If you disagree with these trends, let me know in the comments below why you disagree with them. The third major change you're gonna see with corporations is that they're gonna apply mixed modes of learning, and that is in terms of developing their staff. So in my previous video, I talked about how companies are going to be training people and how reskilling and upskilling and hiring for soft skills is going to be a major factor. But one thing is that how are you going to actually do it in training, right? And how they're going to train is they're going to use mixed modes of training. And when I say that, I'm referring to a retail company that recently distributed over 17,000 virtual reality headsets so that their staff, their sales on the ground can practice selling for the first time on a Black Friday sales, right? And so essentially what that means is 
they're going to use different types of simulations so that people can start upskilling. This will essentially mean they're bringing their employees on learning journeys that would involve digital courses, digital training, job aids, mentoring, peer coaching, and so on. These are all going to be important aspects of upskilling in the future. And these are going to involve many mixed modes of training. It's going to involve educational institutions and it's going to involve private sector because everyone needs to put their ideas together to find the best thing that works. And another thing is it's probably going to scale. No one's going to build a business nowadays without the intention to leverage the internet to scale. Right, And so this is another major factor that's coming in the future. The fourth major trend you're gonna see, and it's gonna make a lot of people antsy about hearing this, but it's going to be global competition. I know people are saying like, yeah, globalization is happening right now since the Clintons started you know, outsourcing their work in the 90s, but I'm talking about at another level, right? I mean, this that the 90s was like 30 years ago already. You're gonna have global competition for jobs that were usually reserved for local people, right? And I know Trump's coming out and saying, uh, prioritizing work for Americans and so on, but at the end of the day, the bottom line does count and you have multinational companies circumventing the boundaries that national corporations are placing on them domestically. And this is actually what was driving the emerging technology of cryptocurrency just several years ago when it bombed, right? I mean, it bombed several years ago, but it was going quite well. There was a lot of optimism surrounding it until the government started deciding to legislate it. The reason why it became so popular in the first place was that people can put their money in there so that the value of their money will not be affected by government means such as quantitative easing, right? Which is basically printing money. And so, what happens is with cryptocurrency, with multinationalism, with the increase of global competition, what that means is that there's going to be portable benefits, there's going to be global means of compensation, and that means there will be ways for people at the other side of the world to compete with you. In addition to that, we have the recent pandemic we're going through right now, and what it shows us is, you know, back in the day, you tell your boss, like, hey, can I work from home? And your boss is like, no way, you can't work from home, right? Apparently now we can all work from home because we can, right? And so, with this and and seeing that this isolation thing isn't going to end anytime soon right now it's april some are projecting six months some are projecting you know 18 months bill gates came out several days ago saying it's probably gonna last 18 months until a vaccine gets developed what this is going to create is a year or two for companies and people to adapt and adopt a new way of learning and this I mean, the platform's already there, 5G is coming, so things are gonna speed up even more. You think your landline is slow, but 5G is gonna you know, blow that out of the water. And basically, everything is going to speed up and global competition is going to be on. So what that means is two things. Number one, a hard skill is a must. You must develop a hard skill. Gone are the days where you can just kind of BS your way through a job. You actually have to develop a hard skill that really that you're really good at now. And that hard skill can't be too narrow because if the hard skill is narrow, it can be replaced by the masters of rote productivity, which is basically AI robotics automation. The second thing it means is that you must develop the soft skills on top of that hard skill so that it can boost it up, right? So I said in a previous video, what is a soft skill? Um, that soft skills are augmenters to your hard skill. And that's going to ring even more true in the future. Because the likelihood of a hard skill being replaced can be quite high, the transferable skills that make us human, that makes us different, that separates us from machines is going to become even more important. Another thing is you can always develop a new hard skill. So if a hard skill of yours becomes obsolete, if you have the soft skills such as resilience, self-learning, growth mindset, self-management, right? All these things are going to help you learn a new hard skill so that you can be versatile and adaptable. So that's basically what the trend is going to be in the future. And that's going to apply for companies hiring, 
because of the global competition, because you're going to have someone on the other side of the world who's willing to work for one tenth of your wage to basically do the same thing. And one way to make a huge separation for that competitor is basically learn how to communicate well, right? And so I can give an example. Did you know that most emails that you receive are automatically, 60 to 70% of the time, you automatically frame it in a negative voice, right? It's that internal voice in your head if you read an email. If that email is long, it's even worse. So that's why it's so important to learn how to write emails properly, such as sometimes putting a smiley face. Emojis actually work great if it becomes a cultural thing inside your company and it becomes acceptable. And also saying things like, if you see an email that comes from your boss that says, good work, period. Versus receiving an email from your boss saying, awesome, comma, great work, exclamation mark, smiley face. That makes a huge difference in terms of the receiver, right? They see and they can imagine that voice. And there's also studies out there of what length of email you should use for people to stay focused on your actual email. And it's usually about one paragraph, right? Anything more than a paragraph is generally not good. And so there are times where you need to learn to communicate when is the best time to do it face to face and when is the best time to do it online if you want to learn more about ai and robotics and automation and the future of work definitely check out the pdf i have below that talks about that and like i said before if you want to take the personality test using the big five personality traits it's also in the link below and if you haven't done so already join my facebook group career soft skills so that you can connect with like-minded individuals who are interested in boosting their soft skills and maximizing their potential in their careers. In my next video, I'm gonna be talking about what are the best soft skills to have in the future. So click the subscribe button and click that notification bell so that you can receive an update when it comes out and also hit that like and share with your friends if you found this video to be valuable. Take care, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast and share with others who want their careers to work for them. Congrats for showing up and being your own career advocate today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.